My guest today is just leaving. He is the great, inimitable, irreplaceable Dele Momodu. Those of us in the media who know how to respect our elders know him as Bob D. I said, I want to be the king of content. Mm -hmm. You can't be the king of content if you are prejudging everybody. Hey, let them hear it. Ever since I saw him for the first time as a production assistant on the set of New Dawn, on NTA and just saw him walk in the crowd and just saw the goodwill and generosity of heart that seemed to pour out of him. I have been a fan and a recipient of his goodwill. Everybody I've interviewed is controversial and people mm. will tell me, why Tinubu, you are selling Tinubu to us again? Mm. Like you sold Buari, I didn't mm. sell Buari to you. Ever since. But in all that time, and it's almost 20 years, I have actually never interviewed Bob D. Now, what a masterclass on life. Look, how can you glamorize poverty? Yes. Say you should be, uh, you are not friends of the poor. When I take pictures of the, with the poor, mm -hmm. I see 10 likes. When I take with the rich, I see 2,000 likes. <laughs> from Davido to Diazani, from Anamde Kanu to Sunday Goho, from Rotimi and Mechi to Nyesom Wike, he gives the tea even Desiane didn't want to talk to me because she was afraid that this was one of the people who chased us out of, out of power. power. You have to watch this one. You have never seen the Ovation publisher and the king of content, as he tells me, talk like this before. You leave Alibaba, you leave everybody, then you grab the photographer. Are you normal? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to ask you this. You know, I remember the first time my father brought a copy of, the very first copy of Ovation into the house. He, he, was, he is late, was a fan of Ovation from edition one. Wow. And he brought this glossy into the house. And that was the first glossy I was ever seeing. You know, because, I mean, there was tell, there was all those, but they were not really picture-skew glosses. And... He would, and he said to me, so you know this, the man that used to do this, you know, he has left the country. <laughs> he has left the country, you know. And I thought wanted to ask you, what was exile like? One. And two, how did you manage to, because I think Ovation was birthed in exile. Yes. How did you manage to birth something so beautiful in the midst of the, the isolation of exile? <laughs> Well, I always tell people that exile is worse than prison. Mm, mm, mm. You see, when you are in prison, I've experienced both. Mm. When you are in prison, you know you are stranded. Mm. And you are hoping there will be a terminal date. Usually, mm. it's either you are given a bail. Mm -hmm. If you are not bailed, mm -hmm. then maybe a few adjustments are and there, yes. and then you are jailed. Yes. Ah. But in exile, you never know what will happen. Mm. Uh, I never planned to, to live in exile. I never planned to live outside Nigeria. I was born and raised in Ilefe. And I came to Lagos in search of what you can call greener pastures. Mm. I wanted to be a teacher, marry a teacher, and live happily thereafter. But I couldn't get a job. Mm. 
Right. So that's what brought me to Lagos in 1988. But getting to Lagos, things moved so rapidly. Mm. And uh, I was fortunate to work uh, with Chief Mashuda Biola at Concord Newspapers, yes. where within two years, I worked so much because I didn't want to go back to Ife now. And um, one thing led to the other. Chief Abiola contested an election. Of course, I supported him yes. as a media person. Right. And uh, after the annulment, mm. I was one of the first to be arrested. That was under Babangida. Mm. Then when Abacha came through, mm. uh, with Babangida, you could negotiate with Abacha. There was no negotiation. <laughs> so I was coming from Abiyakuta. I had gone to see Chief Shegonshoba. And I met my wife on the way to our house. Mm -hmm. This was 22nd July, 1995. And she said, you can't go home. I said, why can't I go home? Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, four men came to the house this morning to give me a tip off that you should disappear. Mm -hmm. And they were very serious. I said, what is the problem? They said, well, you have been accused of being one of the brains behind the pirate radio station which right. initially was called Radio Freedom, yes. but later um, became Radio, Radio Kudirat. So, but I didn't know anything about mm. it mm. Uh, at that stage. And you will not believe it, from that moment and from that spot, I never got to my house and I never returned to that house till today. Wow. So you can imagine how your life can go, get destabilized yes. in just one second. Yes. So I had to go into what I call the bunker, like Saddam Hussein, go into hiding somewhere in Alausa in Nikeja. And I had to plan my journey because I was told I could be charged for treason. And the punishment could be a long prison sentence or even death. So I planned from that 22nd to the 25th and mercifully, a very, very prominent Nigerian, and I will never forget him, managed when he got wind of what was going on. So he backed me up with some funding for me because then I had to navigate my way from Lagos through the forest of Kotun. If I exactly what happened to Sunday Igbo is what happened to you, except that I was not captured. I, I didn't stay in Kotonou. Right. Maybe if I had stayed in Kotonou, there would have been more trouble. So immediately I got to Kotonou, I changed, then moved to Lome in Togo. And from Lome, I went to Accra. That was my first day of getting to Ghana. Ah, right. First time ever. So right. I got to Ghana the evening of the 25th of July. Hmm. And then my friends in England started planning my journey, how I will cross the next problem. Because my passport mm -hmm. to start with. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stamp out my passport from Nigeria. And when you're on the run, you cannot go to immigration and say, <laughs> my name is Zeli Bobadu, I'm traveling. Yes. You know, so, yes. but thank God for good friends. I had a Ghanaian friend who was quite prominent in Ghana. So he was able to take me through the airport. So nobody actually bothered me about right. not stamping out of Nigeria. Then I got to England. Three months down the line, there was nothing for me to do. I was hoping against hope that mm. Abacha, something would happen. Mm. Maybe it would grant us general amnesty. Mm. Or, but it never happened. Yes. Then one Sunday evening, we were with my cousin, 
who is 10 years younger than me. And this is a very interesting story. He was the one who asked me, Sheikh Fatou is his name, said, Egbo, you have been there for three months. You are not doing anything. Mm. I said, there's nothing for me to do. Ah. Then in London, no, you must find a job. Because if you are not careful, you will have to wash plates or even wash dead bodies. Mm. So that was when it occurred to me that I needed to do something. So he said, but you were a damn good journalist back home in Nigeria. So why can't you start something? I said, like, what? Well, he said, like, in paper, in newspaper or magazine. I said, where would I find the funds? Mm. And then he said, like, well, you must see what is chasing you before you start running. That let's do a business plan. Nice. And let's find out precisely how much we need. We need. And then we did it. We needed about 150,000 pounds. And as I've always said, if he sold my family from first generation to the last generation, <laughs> there was no way I could come up with that kind of money. Right. So, but we had this humble faith in God mm. and the implicit confidence in our ability mm. to make the impossible possible. Mm. So, we were able to raise about 20,000 pounds out of 150, from the 150. From the 150 initially. My uncle, who happens to be my cousin's father, Chief Ezekiel Fatoye, gave us the first 10,000 pounds. Then we were able to rake in bits and pieces. Mm. Mm. Now, it was quite dramatic. When we got the 20,000 pounds, so the next question is what are you going to do with 20 out of 150? Yes. I had a partner who was supposed to start with us. Right. You won't believe what happened. Mm -hmm. A day before we were to start, formally, he pulled out. Join our community. Listen to the full podcast on Patreon or Apple Premium. Link is below or just search for With Today.